Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast, Clay Howerton. Thank you, Suzanne. I'm honored today to welcome to the Core Principles Podcast the president of Preborn, Dan Steiner. How are you, Dan? Doing great and honored to be part of the podcast here, Clay. Would you tell us first, uh, what is the mission of your organization, Preborn? Yeah, so uh, Preborn, formerly Mission Preborn, is to glorify Jesus Christ. That's our main purpose. By leading and running equipping pregnancy clinics to save more babies and to save more souls. So evangelism and saving babies from abortion is all we do. That's what we do. And everything that uh, ties into the ministry is built around those goals of saving more lives and saving more children and leading their mothers to Christ. So in effect, then we are the competition for Planned Parenthood in the largest cities of America. We're ramping this up given us the ability to really be a viable competitor to the largest abortion chain in America. Planned Parenthood kills 340,000 children a year. That's just in America, not to mention Planned Parenthood International, all they're doing with population control across the planet. Our job is to try to mitigate that in the United States. So the way that looks, Clay, is that uh, about 56% of the abortions in America happen in only six states, California, New York, Florida, Texas, Illinois, and, and New Jersey. And so that's where most of the abortions in the big cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, Miami, Houston, Dallas are happening, where you see liberal politics across the United States, not just in their policy, but in their practice, uh, specifically targeting African-American people. So that makes Planned Parenthood, the most racist organization on the planet. Their founding purpose is to eliminate non-Aryan people. And uh, they've carried that mission out in lockstep precision to this very hour. You don't hear that very much, um, although I did hear it yesterday from Kanye West, but uh, not so much in the deep state media. Thank you. I, I was going to save the uh, talk for Planned Parenthood till the end if we had time, but you've, you've teed that up nicely, and a lot of people are not aware of some of the facts that you just stated. Their founder, Margaret Sanger, was a eugenicist, and she actually put pen to paper in 1939 and wrote these words, quote, we do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population, unquote. Absolutely horrific. And she published this periodical, this review, featuring articles by people like Ernst Rudin. He was the director of genetic sterilization for none other than Adolf Hitler. He was the founder of the Nazi Society for Racial Hygiene. Why do you suppose, Dan, that the truth about Planned Parenthood is, is shielded? I think there's a couple answers to that, Clay. The power elite in our nation, folks like Soros and Gates and others, have an agenda, an outgrowth of their worldview. That worldview is from a guy by the name of Thomas Mathis, who was a predecessor of Hitler. It was essentially save the planet by eliminating those populations that are not contributors to society. They're consuming the resources of, of the earth. And so they create governmental structures and organizations with that very purpose, whether that is to keep third world populations in the dark, literally, 
from having energy or whether that is to create organizations across the planet that forward the eugenicist agenda of the abortive left. So if you dig just not too far below the surface, you'll find, for instance, there's organizations that you can buy abortion pills, chemical abortions, illegally here in the United States from other countries on the internet. And if you go finding out who's underwriting some of that, it's these deep state liberals. And so resultantly, they are on many fronts forwarding that Malthusian worldview that they get to choose the survival of the fittest. This was the essence of Hitler's Germany. Uh, this is the dangerous thing about socialism. When those that are in control get to decide who's expendable and who's not, and we know the history, whether it's Adolf Hitler or whether it's Stalin or whether it's Castro, socialism leads to, to extermination and genocide. That is uh, horrific history, and some would say, okay, well, they may have started out that way, Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, and okay, let's just accept that she was a, a bad person, but what are they doing now? They're, they're doing health care for women, so maybe if we bring it up to the present moment, just in the past few years, current employees and affiliates of that organization, Planned Parenthood, have stated in their own words that they harvest organs and body parts from preborn children and sell them. They do it in a way to maximize the revenue that they get from that. And now we also see in the present time, since Roe versus Wade, more black children have been aborted than the entire population of African-Americans in the United States circa 1960. Now, that's absolutely consistent with that established purpose that was in the history of Planned Parenthood. It's literally genocide. So why the liberals perpetuate this murderous assault against African-Americans, and, and why are they not called out? Yeah, it's a, it's a fact. Um, if you were to look at the largest Planned Parenthood outlet in the United States, it's a five-story mega-building on the, off the beltway of Houston, firmly planted in an African-American, almost exclusively African-American neighborhood. It says this is in direct contradiction to the Black Lives Matters thing that they're actually sponsoring, not Planned Parenthood necessarily, but those that are in league with Planned Parenthood. Yeah, they're very much focused on the extermination of the black population, which is about 17% of the population, about 23% of the aborted population in the United States, thus proving genocide in, in our day and hour. Now let's get back to your mission and the good work that you're doing to counteract that. In 2020 so far, you have reported on your website that uh, you've had over 13,000 decisions, choices for life, and about 2,100 commitments to Christ for eternal life. I call that obviously a wonderful result. Is that typical or is that extraordinary? We're up, we're up quite a bit on the year, and I think that's driven somewhat by the coronavirus. Uh, sheltering in has created a lot more unplanned pregnancies, so our crisis line, we run a national crisis line, has been many times busier, and particularly in March and April and May, and so that's led to more babies being saved. So we're, we're ahead of last year for sure on that. We're working feverishly to even do more. Our goals are very uh, focused, Clay. And that is uh, twofold. One is we want to, in this year, in this calendar year 2020, we want to 
increase the percent of women that come in wanting abortions into our center, increase their client load of abortion-minded women by 20%. And we want to increase the percentage of women that come into our centers and receive Christ as their Lord and Savior and pray to do that by 100%. We're making great progress on that. We're already have a 75% increase in women coming to Christ. This is in the biggest abortion cities of America through a program that we call The Invitation, which is a very effective program to teach volunteers and staff in pregnancy clinics how to first motivate them to and then teach, give them strategies to lead these women to Christ. Those centers that are using that, and that's increasing, every week we're holding a webinar now with dozens of people on it, teaching them how to do this. And so we, we're a very intentional organization in We've got very specific, very narrow focus and goals and programming that really makes a difference on that. And so that's the difference for the evangelism component is our invitation evangelism part. And uh, so far, we've seen a 75% increase across the United States. So that's something we both can really rejoice in. The kingdom rejoices in that for sure. Amen. It's cool. Uh, The second part is the uh, saving babies part. And so we've got a project called Project Arrow. Project Arrow is a sophisticated, very technical marketing program trying to get our ads in front of girls searching on the internet in various capacities. That might be on YouTube, that might be on Instagram, that might be on just on the internet itself for an abortion. They're looking for an abortion and we want to be the provider that comes up that they click on. We know that if we get them into our center, if they click on our ad, if they call us, if we schedule them as an appointment, if they show up at our center and we put them in front of an ultrasound machine so they can see their baby and hear that baby's heartbeat, then we're talking 80% of the time and sometimes much more, they'll choose life. So we've got ultrasound machines that we've placed in centers all across America so that our centers are equipped with the technology to show these women their babies. Then we're using this internet technology, this Project Arrow program to outfox Google on the internet to get them to actually click and call us. And that's an ongoing labor of love because Google is not particularly friendly towards our cause. So we have to be very astute and technical in being able to massage our ad marketing and our landing pages in such a fashion that it gets around their logarithms on a daily and really an hourly basis. And so we've got a guy, that's what he does couple guys full time. So there's a lot of science behind your approach as well. And the, the science behind the ultrasound machines where you get an actual image of the preborn child, when the mother sees the child, the choice for life is a far greater frequency. It really is astounding what sometimes one can find when you probe into what God is doing inside these mother's wombs. Let me tell you a story. This is such a great story. I may have told it to you, Clay. I'm not sure. This uh, couple was pregnant unexpectedly. Uh, They're in their mid-20s. They are really not wanting to have another child. The husband particularly was not wanting the child. The woman was just kind of being pushed by him and not really asserting herself in the matter, which is often the case. So they're wanting an abortion, but they ended up in our pregnancy clinic. And so they went back and they tried to talk them out of it, didn't work, took them back into the ultrasound room and ran up the baby on the ultrasound screen. And uh, as the husband was in there with the mother, 
watching this baby on ultrasound screen, suddenly the baby does a very clear thumbs up. Wow. And you can see it just clearly on the ultrasound. And this dad flips out when he sees his baby do this in an, in an ex unexpected, exaggerated response. He goes, that's my sign. I, I probably do that 10 times a day. That's my sign. That's my son. Just was very happy to continue the pregnancy at that point, realizing that God's given him a gift. And so this is the power of an ultrasound. And people um, across America sponsor these ultrasound machines and sponsor these ultrasound sessions to help us give these things all for free. Everything we do at Preborn is done for free to the pregnancy centers across the United States. How do interested people who want to support this life-saving and eternal life-saving mission uh, do that sponsoring? What's the, the easiest way to facilitate that? I appreciate your asking. The easiest way would be to go to preborn.com, preborn.com. Uh, and there is a giving page for $28, Clay. A person can underwrite an ultrasound session for a girl that is considering abortion. $140 underwrites five ultrasound sessions. And there may be some that are, you know, have a business or have the ability to do much more. We have people routinely buying ultrasound machines. Our goal is to place 40 machines this year in 2020 in pregnancy clinics. And that's a $15,000 investment that gets that started. All this is tax deductible. Really encourage people to consider doing that uh, if they're looking for a easy entry point to stop abortion. The neat thing about it is, and we call this our preborn child sponsorship program. For $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound for a preborn child. That'll save his life 80% of the time, 100% of it goes to our pregnancy clinic. We don't keep any of that sponsorship money. We roll it out to our centers to pay for the nurses that actually give the ultrasounds to the girls. As your counselors and assistants uh, are working in these uh, crisis pregnancy clinics, they're contending also with spiritual forces, I'm sure. This might sound a little bit off topic, but uh, when I went through survival training in the Air Force and later when I trained others, we had these prisoner of war scenarios. And in those scenarios, we learned that a key weapon of the enemy was to highlight any mistake that a prisoner may have ever made. They might have been interrogated and let something slip. And from then on, they were reminded of that one little thing that they did to try to convince the prisoner, you're irredeemable, you're already lost. And in our lives, we also have a spiritual enemy, of course, who's seeking to destroy us. And he uses that same trick, trying to convince us, whisper in our ear, you can't be restored to God because you sinned. And so your crisis pregnancy centers help women who have previously had abortions how do you counteract the enemy's ploy in trying to convince them that, no, Satan is lying to you. You're not irredeemable. Yeah, if I've talked to one woman, Clay, I've really talked to hundreds that have had an abortion six months or 16 years ago. It doesn't matter. They never forget it. It's an indelible mark on their soul. And uh, they deal with two things, basically. Thing number one is guilt. What have I done through taking the life of this baby? And then the second is more insidious, and that is, because of what I've done, what does that make me? Both of those things are rolling around this woman's mind. But we have a very powerful weapon, and it's called the Word of God. Romans 8.1 says, therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And so we run grief processing is what it is, uh, classes in our pregnancy clinics all across America, helping women to get closure on that decision they have made in their past 
and find redemption through the one who can forgive any sin, and that's the, the Lord of heaven, Jesus Christ. And so we have a reconciliation ministry in that regard. Every month of the year, that's going on somewhere in one of our centers that really help women come to terms with what they've done and get set free from the guilt, be forgiven and set free. And realize that uh, someday they'll hold their baby in heaven. Abortion's uh, not the unpardonable sin. If anyone's listening to this podcast, uh, I encourage you to go to preborn.com and you can find out more. Now, some pro-abortion people claim that we pro-life people really don't care about children outside the womb because we don't want the government to provide everything they need throughout their life, so we must not care. How do you respond, and how do your organizations that you network with respond to that practical need and to that accusation that's coming at us from the pro-abortion side? With regard to the baby most every center that we work with provides after the birth of the baby what we call a layette upon birth. So it's diapers and baby clothes and the other paraphernalia you need for a baby. And then for two years, baby clothes and onesies and diapers, if they need them, are provided in these centers for free to these girls. So they stand with them and walk with them, not only through the unplanned pregnancy, but for two years afterwards, typically giving them what they need so that they can parent that child. For the woman, we go into the delivery room with her if that's needed, and uh, many of these relationships last for years with the counselor and the woman uh, in the center that they've counseled. So we're there for them. All of this is to reflect the character of our great chief executive officer, who's the Lord Jesus Christ, not myself, You know, caring for people. It's not just an issue. It's people that are trapped in Unplanned pregnancies, girls that are being pressured 48% of the time by the mother of the pregnant girl to abort the child. She doesn't want to deal with it. Another 42% of the time, the husband of the pregnant girl is pushing her to abort or boyfriend or whoever he is, the father of the baby. So most of the time, over 80% of the time, she's not the one that really in her heart wants to abort. And so if there's somebody there to care for her, to hear her, uh, to connect with her deeply, then that makes a huge difference for her life. They have a caring person that doesn't have an agenda other than her. So in that regard, we're really the only pro-life, pro-choice. We're pro-life. We're also pro-choice, and we want to give them a choice. You want to adopt, that's a choice. You want a parent, that's a choice. If you want to abort, that's a choice. We don't recommend it. Uh, but it has consequences that they need to be aware of. What words of encouragement would you give Dan Steiner, to those of us who want the outcome that life is that choice. Are we making progress in that regard? So globally, there's over 800,000, it's nearly a million, 800,000 children aborted every week. There's never been a time in human history where there's been this kind of Holocaust. Um, Abortion in America is about 1.1, maybe even 900,000 surgical abortions. So we are eliminating surgical abortions. We are seeing lives changed every day in our center, as you saw at the beginning of the program, over 13,000 babies saved so far. So we can do something to stop this. Preborn needs just more help, more people that can come beside us and help resource us so we can get more ads up on Google, reach more women because we can make a difference and it is a definitive difference. And it's so definitive when you stand there and a girl comes back nine months later, here's this little precious 
human being is looking you eye to eye and you realize it could have been a lot different. Somebody cared enough to underwrite an ultrasound or to provide an ultrasound machine or volunteer at one of our clinics, a life was saved. And so one mom at a time, one life at a time, one baby at a time, we are making a huge difference through many, many supporters all across the United States. We get no government funding they didn't offer. I'm not sure we'd take. In fact, the payroll protection plan we didn't take. Oh, yes. Current event news right there. Uh, Planned Parenthood, for those who were not aware, took lots of uh, this PPP money that uh, was offered in the response to COVID-19, and they were not eligible for any of it, and they say they will not give it back. And probably will not be held to the fire on it either. Well, thank you, Dan Steiner, for your time today to talk with me on the Core Principles podcast. I'm encouraged by the mission that you all are accomplishing, and uh, we're cheering you on to success. I hope that many people will be inspired to join you in this life-saving mission, Preborn. Thank you very much. My joy to be part of the Clay. Now it's time for our special historical segment, featuring a practical example of how core principles are applied. On the 21st of July, 1861, the first Battle of Bull Run occurred. This was the initial grand-scale battle of the Civil War. Citizens in the Washington area were confident that their Union soldiers would rout the Confederates, and the military leaders were equally sure of swift victory. In fact, they reasoned that decisive victory in this battle would convince the rebels to abandon their futile uprising. People actually traveled to Manassas Junction to watch the show, complete with their picnic baskets. On the Confederate side were 32,500 soldiers commanded by General P.T. Beauregard. The Union had 35,000 men under the command of General Irvin McDowell. Both of these commanders were West Point graduates, And in fact, Beauregard had been the superintendent of West Point. Both were smart and both were true leaders. But McDowell, on the Union side, was overconfident. He had not properly prepared his troops for what was actually confronting them. Rather than defeating the rebels and quickly ending the secessionist movement that split the country, the Union army suffered greatly at Bull Run and practically assured that the Civil War would be a protracted, bloody struggle. The principle to remember is that overconfidence can be deadly. Proper preparation is vital to success. Failure in that regard can have long-lasting, catastrophic consequences. The singular true confidence we have as Christians is that Jesus is Lord, our Advocate and our Savior. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.